Welcome to Remedii, the podcast. I'm Dr. Angela Young, and this is your weekly dose of diversity, equity, and inclusion, where we flip the script and double down on bias. Join our safe space as we listen to hear, challenge beliefs, question to understand, and grow together. Listen weekly for the pot of gold at the end of this rainbow. Welcome to the inaugural episode of Remedii. Thank you so much for being here with me as we unpack what it means to stand for diversity and inclusion, as well as what all those words mean anyway. Throughout the episodes, we will touch on current events and the state of global DEI efforts and initiatives. We are going to have some great interviews with people in the DNI field as well as people who are championing and advocating for people with invisible disabilities that you cannot see. What's an invisible disability? More on that in a little bit. First, let's talk about what DEI is and why you should care. DEI stands for Diversity, Equity, and Inclusion. You might also have heard of DIBS, which is Diversity, Inclusion, and Belonging. If you're not confused yet, there's also DEIA, which is diversity, equity, inclusion, and accessibility. That last piece is my specialized area of interest, but all of the parts DEIA, DIBS, or DEI come together to intersect and to create a bigger picture. What does this mean to you? Let's break it down. Let's begin with the word diversity. Diversity is what you can see, such as race, and it's also what you might not be able to see, such as socioeconomic status or how much money someone appears to have, the language people speak, how old someone is, their degree of religious commitment, or their political perspectives. Populations that are underrepresented are considered marginalized populations in broader society. Those are the populations that we tend to consider when we say we want to enact change through the lens of diversity and inclusion. Equity means promoting justice and fairness. It also means being impartial within the protocols, processes, or procedures within an organization. We also try to equally distribute resources as a way of promoting equity. When we talk about equity, we need to ask ourselves, what are the root causes of disparity within our society? Also, we need to keep in mind that equality does not mean equity. Equality has the word equal in it. And that's because when we're talking about equality, we talk about giving everyone the same thing. To use a recent example, equality means that everyone who made under $75,000 and filed taxes was given the child tax credit from July to December 2021. However, equity is when we meet the needs of someone based on where they are, and then we bring them up to the ability to achieve success, no matter if they are starting from the bottom, the middle, or the top. The difference between equality and equity is best represented with a fence. 
If all three children are given the same size box to stand on, they might not all be able to see the baseball game because their height is the variable. However, if we take their height into account and we give them a box that makes up for the difference between their height and the top of the fence, then everyone can see the baseball game. Everyone's box serves their own individual needs. Lastly, we have the word inclusion. Inclusion is a way to ensure that people of diverse populations are felt, seen, heard, and truly welcomed into an organization. Inclusion is when you invite everyone to the table. To the degree to which the diverse individuals or groups are able to make decisions within your organization or create opportunities or engage in program development or even see themselves in the programming that you already have, that's all considered inclusion. Let's talk for a minute about what inclusion is not. It is not integration. Integration is when outliers or people from the outside are absorbed into a mainstream process, but it's not true inclusion. They're not made to feel welcome. They're not made to feel like they belong. In special education, for example, you hear a lot about inclusion versus integration. Inclusion is the process of educating children in a way that benefits all students. Integration is just where students with special needs are placed within mainstream education classes and then instructed on the same level in the same manner as the students who are already present in that class. Therefore, integration does not account for abilities or needs. Integration does not allow for a conversation that describes how the student will be set up for success within that new environment. As you can see, there are things that diversity, equity, and inclusion are, and there are also things that they are not. For a minute, let's go back to diversity. Remember I said that diversity can be things you can see, and it can also be things you can't see? You can't tell which affinity groups someone belongs to simply by looking at them. You might be able to tell a few of their groups, but you won't be able to see them all. So what is an affinity group? An affinity group may also be called an employee resource group or an ERG. This is a collection of people who share an identity characteristic. An identity is anything that places you within a common group of people. And this could be any number of things. Common examples would be identities such as gender, sexual orientation, race, nationality, religion, family makeup, or a physical or mental ability. Why are affinity groups important? When people are able to make connections within an organization and find other people with shared lived experiences to them, they feel validated. This leads to improved employee morale. Hey, have you ever heard the term, if mama ain't happy, ain't nobody happy? How about happy wife, happy life? 
Affinity groups and employee resource groups is the organizational version of ensuring that everyone in your proverbial work family is happy. Because guess what? Happiness increases productivity and productivity increases revenue. If you could see me right now, what would you see when you look at me? If you could see me right now, you would see a white female who is married to a woman and has two biological children. Therefore, three of my affinity groups are white, queer, and mom or parent. However, this is not all of my groups. I also identify as a member of the deaf community, someone who suffers from a rare disease, and someone who is neurodiverse. I'll be getting more into my story in the next episode, as well as talking more about neurodiversity, where I'll be talking about why I chose to focus on DEI and why I advocate so hard for accessibility and underrepresented humans, especially children and youth. In the next episode, we'll be talking about my story and why diversity and inclusion is important to me and also why it should be important to you too. For now though, you are armed with gold nuggets of knowledge surrounding the basics of DEI. Go start a conversation. Before you listen to the next episode, think of one person in your organization who belongs to the same affinity group as you, and one person who belongs to a different affinity group. How have you been able to connect with these two individuals? What value do they bring to your workspace, to your life? Thanks for listening, and join me in episode two, where we continue this conversation. In the next episode, we'll be talking about my story and why diversity and inclusion is so important to me. But for now, you have enough information to have a working conversation with anyone regarding diversity, equity, and inclusion. Thanks for listening.